The following program has been rated NSFW, so don't listen to it near a Christian, because they might explode. Welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour with your hosts, Lee Vowell, Todd Bandleader, the other guy, and Ted Hicks. <laughs> oh, not again. Damn it, Ted. Is Ted even real? He's never here. And welcome to the Nikki X Happy Hour. I'm Lee. With me are the stars of the show, Todd and Rob. We're going to start with something a little bit more serious from Rob. Yeah, I don't want to start off serious, but <clears throat> this is kind of a serious thing. <clears throat> uh, if you've listened to any of my podcasts that I've done over the years, you know I I like professional wrestling. And there's a guy who's uh, he's going through some shit right now, really. Uh, Jimmy Rave, he's been, if you've probably seen him in, uh, you know, TNA or ring of honor, maybe in dragon gate. Um, he's been wrestling for kind of 20 something years now. Um, but recently he had, I'm going to put this a little bit farther than setback. He had a, a medical issue where that ended up with him losing an arm, um, which sucks. Because, you know, it's an arm. You you kind of use those. Anyway, he's also finding out how much prosthetic limbs cost, which is um, a fucking lot of money. So he's got a GoFundMe set up. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash Jimmy Rave. If you could help him out, that'd be great. Because he's, he's actually a nice guy. You know, because I, I, I've met some professional wrestlers that I've interviewed over the years, <clears throat> the Miz <clears throat> and, 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 and their dicks. <laughs> um, this guy's actually cool. So serious note, help him out. That would, that would be appreciated. So. And before we, we talked about the, this week off, off air on the phone, obviously, but you had mentioned. In pre-pro, that... hi Ted. So you beat you to <laughs> that thought. So there, haha. <laughs> you had, you had mentioned happily in a way that he um this go fund go fund me page actually he's he's doing really well on it right it's not like yeah, he, he, well he, he's over halfway and i i don't know how long it's been going but he's over halfway to it to his goal which is good yeah i'm always afraid people start those pages and they're like oh i've got 10 bucks on so yeah. that, that's actually a good thing it, it makes me feel better about us as human beings that people are actually giving to something like that because you know because if he's you know, a professional wrestler, that doesn't mean he has lots of money. It probably means he's... A yeah, I, I, I mean, absolutely no offense by this. T uh, TNA, when he was there, was not a big money thing. Ring of Honor is great fun to... Both of those are great fun to watch, but they, they don't pay their wrestlers as much as, you know, the WWE. Um, and even then, the I found out the WWE guys aren't making nearly as much as you think they are, usually. Yeah, also Mark. Because it's the organization that's making all the money, right? Not the oh, wrestlers. yeah kind of like MMA. It it goes in Vince's yep. pocket. It doesn't it doesn't trickle down. Who knew? <laughs> Funny. Um but yeah, definitely uh definitely go to that page after you stop listening to us or, or listen to us and, and open another window and 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 give. That that That's seems what like a very are for. That's right. Um not tab the drink, but tabs on your computer. So uh show notes find the way <laughs> that's right so uh this week of course we we continued the the um the dirge of trump's second impeachment trial which we knew was never gonna end in a conviction 
and it didn't. And they, they decided they were going to try to call witnesses or thought about calling witnesses and then yesterday. And then they were like, oh, no, we're not going to call witnesses. And then like, uh, you know, 30 minutes later, it's like, oh, he's not he's not convicted, which we already knew. And it ended up being 57, 4 and 43 again. So which, to me is weird that the Senate, you only have to have a majority on almost everything except when it comes to this. Yeah, I think that's weird. But um, Mitch McConnell afterwards, uh, who, who <laughs> voted to not acquit, um, came out and and said, you know, that uh, Trump is morally responsible, practically and morally responsible, is what he said, for the, the Capitol uh, siege on January 6th. I mean, but yet says, voted to acquit. Yeah, so he's guilty, the, therefore I'm voting innocent. The fuck is wrong with you, Mitch? Yeah, exa- because, yeah. well, if he was a Democrat, he wouldn't be voting that way. But Republican, he's got to save his party, right? So it's more about. Oh safe. no, he got a blowjob in the in the Oval Office. Ew. Convict him. Well, yeah, the, yeah. they're not voting to save their party. They're voting to ruin their party. What they're doing is they're voting exactly. to save their careers, because they're gutless cowards. Because they're reasonably certain that. And I'll give Murkowski credit because she's up for election in two years. And even Trumper's memories might last that long. So she probably committed political suicide. It's like, okay, good for you. It's like you're one of the seven who actually had the courage to actually stand up for what's right instead of worrying about your own freaking career. Because that's they don't care about Trump. They hate Trump. I Who's tap Trump, dancing? Trump what was that? Knocking on- yeah. He's, Todd he's, does live in Florida. He's, uh, he's pounding down the door. Oh, he's just down the road. I mean, I literally live like eight miles away from the son of a bitch. Rap, rap, rapping on your cellar door. <laughs> so, yeah, they they don't want to give up their cushy careers because they'll be voted out. It's like, stand for something. You know, I mean, Ted Cruz, Trump insults his wife, says that he, he stole a primary election and called his dad an assassin. And Cruz still is such a gutless piece of crap that he just like puckered up and slatched right on to Trump the entire time. It's like, they don't care about Trump. They care about those 70 million people that support Trump. And they're horrifically- And, and keeping power themselves and, and yeah. keeping their elected office. Yeah, that's what it is. Because that's, that's the only reason they, they don't care about those people. They care about their votes. That's all they want. You know, putting themselves and and Trump is out there on however he manages to get information out these days, I guess, through his mutant spawn children, uh, you know, talking about, oh, this is a great victory for MAGA. It's like, dude, 57 in any other organization, like you said, Lee, and in most times in the Senate, you would have been gone. 57 percent said you committed a crime. You suck. You should be gone. I was like, yeah, go ahead and celebrate because they're gutless cowards. That's what you're celebrating because you have a bunch of 43 selfish bastards who put themselves above the country. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. That's okay. You'll be going to jail in New York and Georgia and God knows where else. No, he should, but he won't. Yeah. McConnell said um, they, this is from the Guardian, of course, as we reference every week because as we always say every week, if you want to get your real news, you have to go outside the country. Yeah. So Al Jazeera. Sometimes probably more real news than what we normally especially by Fox. You know, all car called cards, calls, cards on the table. I I really only watch MSNBC. And I you know, anybody listening to this show is like, oh what? And it's like I don't watch CNN or anything like that. 
anyway, so and not no no offense to CNN, I'm sure it's fine, but um, anyway, so McConnell said they the mob did this because they they'd been fed wild falsehoods by the most powerful man on earth because he was angry he lost an election. If you took those Ooh. words like out of context. Yeah, McConnell said that. If you took those words out of context, you'd be like, oh, man, this guy definitely voted, right, to, to impeach. But no. Right. So I, that, that makes me respect, I can't respect Mitch McConnell any less, but if I had, that would make me respect him less because it's like, yeah. well, when you, what really <clears throat> matters is your vote and whether yeah. you voted to impeach or not impeach. Are you saying something after that, that's like... That's like fighting Mike Tyson when he was 19 years old. It's like uh, Marvis Frazier saying, you know what? Well, he's not that bad after the fight. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. He he based it on, oh, that was unconstitutional, which it, it which it isn't. it isn't. Clearly, it isn't because you guys did have, hold an impeachment trial, right? So. Well, and, and sorry to interrupt you, but they, the House voted on this before, while Trump was still president. Exactly. Exactly. McConnell. McConnell constructed this so that the actual trial would not be held until after Trump was out of office. He could have held it while Trump was still in office. And now he claims that, well, I couldn't vote to convict because it was he's out of office. It's like you structured it that way. You set it up that way. So for you, like you said, it, yeah. So if there was any shred of respect, which there wasn't <clears throat> for him before, it's like you purposely gained this so it would be after the election so you would have an excuse supposedly to say oh well i'm not going to vote for impeachment because that way the little trump supporters will still think i'm one of them because they won't listen to you know his statements about how what a horrific thing trump did all they're going to see is like oh he was one of the 43 he's one of us when he's when he's not he just wants their support because he's a piece of shit coward like the other 42. So yeah, for him to say, and for most of them to say is like, well, this wasn't constitutional. It was like, well, for one place, I learned that in seventh grade civics. I don't know where the fuck you assholes were, but no, it's not unconstitutional. Uh, so yeah. And, and you set it up to be done after he was out of office. So doubly fuck you. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. So, so of course they, I, and they could still vote theoretically, which they won't, they could still vote and they only need a simple majority for Trump not to be able to run for federal office again. Um, and they, they, you know, if they did that, hopefully enough people, I don't see why there wouldn't be, but hopefully enough people would vote for him not to be able to run again. But nobody's talking about that, but they, they could do that. That's separate from an impeachment trial and they only need 51 and they clearly would have that. Majority, because even if there's a tie, obviously Kamala Harris. I, I've seen where they're starting. I've seen where they're starting proceedings on that. Okay, that's good. That's good news. I don't know if it, who knows how far it'll reach, but you would think if you had 57 people voting to to impeach him, that there wouldn't be any back off as far as like, oh, we shouldn't move forward with this either, because he he's a dangerous person, Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I, most Americans probably would most senators saw that right that he's a dangerous yeah. american so why not i mean screw the impeachment who cares but just holding him uh keeping him from running for president in 2024 um and and to me to be honest there's there's a couple of different options here he either does form his own uh creates his own 
media empire and and takes away viewers from Fox. It'll or grow bankrupt within three years. Don't worry about oh, that. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Or he tries to create a different party, which is fine because that's just going to take votes from Republicans. But even if he doesn't do that stuff and he runs again as a Republican and the Republicans allow him to be the nominee, yeah, he's going to get tons of votes, but he's not going to win again. He's, they're, they're setting themselves up for a loss. Actually, I think Nikki Haley is probably going to be the nominee for in 2024 if the Republican Party is smart. I don't, I don't like her, but she's at least she's female. She's well-spoken and, and she has a background of, of leadership. But if they choose Donald Trump, right, that's only... That's only going to lead them to another loss. Well, they're, they're tearing themselves apart. Here, here's the problem. This is like with the Republican Party being smart. Well, first place, they're not. But the other thing is, unless they bar him from running, they don't control the voters. If they controlled the voters, he wouldn't have won in 2016. You know, they only have so much say in what's going to happen. I mean, that's a problem that the Democratic Party had in 2016 is they did influence the process, which gave Hillary well, they the did in 2022. And that's the reason Biden probably became president because they could have influenced. Sure. Budichet or something, somebody else. Very true. Very true. But they went, they made the wrong choice in 2016 by going with Hillary, who was basically unelectable. Everybody knew that. Except I think they should have nominated. She John was, was electable. She got the majority of the vote. It's well, just, we don't use that. Yeah, country. but as far as the way the real system works, then that's that's the problem. And I agree. It's like, yeah, she won by three million. Uh, but unfortunately, the way everything is structured, clearly you got to win by like seven or eight. So barely that. Yeah, hopefully, eventually we'll uh, take care of that issue too. But yeah, partly it's on the party, but they have a bigger issue of they have to re-identify who they are. As opposed to, we're the party of racism. Because that's what they are now. I'm not saying every Republican is racist. Far from it. No, but, I think you're confusing them with the Jaguars. But <laughs> yeah, isn't that a fun story? Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 that, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But <clears throat> un- unfortunately, that's what's dominating their politics. Clearly. Clearly. Because the fact that 43 senators ran from doing what they knew was right, Mitch McConnell's statement, but they're afraid of losing the support of what the party has become. There's too many of them that are the party of selfishness. Yes. You know, it's like they, there's zero empathy. Megan McCain, you know, put out the statement as like, oh, you know, now she knows how difficult it is. It's like, oh, how you know, great it would be to have family leave. I have a baby. Now I see how it is. It's like, it's always been that way. You never knew it until it happened to you. And that happens over and over and over with Republicans. Not every Republican, but far too many of them. Far too many of them. It's the me, me, me party. I'm not going to wear a mask. It violates my rights. So does running a stoplight. Go ahead and go through that red light because it's all about you, asshole. It isn't. You live in a fucking society. And that doesn't mean you're socialist, moron. So they have a huge problem. And, and, you know, they can push whoever they wanted to. They didn't want Donald Trump in 2016, but that's what they got because that's what they've allowed their party to become. And they need to do a lot of work 
on figuring out how to make people understand too many people, not all of them, but too many people in their party figure out that actually, if you help other people, that eventually benefits you too. It's not just all about you. But they can fix this just by, as Rob said, they started the proceedings towards uh, saying that Trump can't be a, can't run again for federal office. They could fix it just like that. Just like that. But you know what? Their party could move on. Their party will move on, but they're going to lose a lot of people. And they've already been to the Democrats, uh, though. Several thousand people have already said, I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. Yeah, what but, would they be though? We this country's fucked up. We only have a two party system. I mean, you can go libertarian or whatever, but it comes in the end. They'll be the MAGA the party or the Patriot Party or whatever the hell yeah. Trump starts. Well, good. And if Trump can't run, that's okay. One of his little mutant offspring will run for him. So and they have fun because that's not a long lasting party anyway. And he's no, not, he's going to split the vote, and the Democrats going to win. So good. That's a win win. Yeah, I, that would be a good thing for. Overall, you know, in the short term, but in the long term, it's like you got to figure out how to make people or how to help people understand is like be part of humanity again. Well, they got rid of Betsy Davros. So I, I think you know, <laughs> getting the education system back up and going because uh, she got I mean, rid of we herself, used to be, you know, right? one of the top yeah. education countries on the planet. And we are so fucking <clears throat> not anymore. Well. That's a long time before she came in, sadly. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we don't I'm not value putting it. all the blame on Betsy Davros, but yeah, it's uh, she didn't help. No, she didn't. I mean, you have a teacher's union, National Education uh, Association, who a lot of people see as like a socialist organization because it's a union. Yeah. Know? So I should teachers shouldn't get paid more. I mean, we're, we are fucked as a country as far as education is concerned, sadly. Yeah, the and people the who people who enjoy their weekends and their forty-hour work week, and you know, vacations, little things like that, and the fact that their twelve-year-old's not working in a mine. Funny how they don't appreciate unions, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. When when people really think about it, who's really working a forty-hour work week? Really, you think you are, but nah. so. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, uh, on the uh, we are a very fair and balanced show. <laughs> Here's I was, was going to do the laugh. I was going to do the laugh if you didn't. That's good. So um, uh, a, a White House deputy, deputy, can't speak English today, press secretary, T.J. Ducklow, um, was, there's several layers to this, but he, he, he was going to be uh, exposed, I guess, for a relationship he had. Um, and uh, a Politico journalist was going to, Right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, she was going to basically write about this. And he told her that he would destroy her, which sounds like a very um, well, it sounds like Richard Sherman, to be honest. But it also sounds <laughs> like sounds like a Republican thing. So anyway, he was uh, this was found out and he was placed on a week of unpaid um, suspension. So uh, he did the day after that. So yesterday on Saturday, whenever you're listening to the show, it was Saturday. He uh, said he is devastated to have di- embarrassed and disappointed my White House colleagues and President Biden. So he he basically quit. My this is uh, here's my question. When when Joe Biden uh, took office, he gave that speech in front of a whole bunch of uh, White House staffers and, and subordinates and saying, 
you know, don't, don't be a bully to anybody basically, or you'll be fired on the spot. But this, he was suspended and maybe he would eventually been fired, but wouldn't this have been the first great example of Joe Biden or whoever is in charge of this Ducklow guy saying, nope, he's gone because we want to set the precedent for what Joe Biden said. What do you guys think? I agree a hundred percent. I mean, obviously <clears throat> if he hadn't made that statement, Biden hadn't made that statement, then that would make perfect sense. It's like you're suspended without pay. We'll, we'll do a little checking into the story and we'll, and we'll see what happens. And then he resigned and, accepted the resignation, that would all be all fine. But for the fact that Biden made that statement on the spot, this was not on the spot. I promise I will fire you on the spot, on the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with this decency and dignity. So um, is it a big problem that he wasn't fired on the spot? No, because they suspended him practically on the spot. And now he's resigned. So this is all just within a few days compared to this, to what would have happened under Trump. <laughs> Trump graduated. Yeah. Trump who made comments like this constantly. So the big picture is the right thing happened. But yeah, that is an important, and I think it's an important detail that he wasn't fired on the spot. So, um, well, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm doing a devil's advocate thing because I'm not very familiar with this story at all. Um, but you know, suspended him on pretty much on the spot. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking possibly to look into it, to make sure that he did do it and then, yep, fire him. Right. Is what I'm getting out of it. Um, that would, that, and I'm glad you said that be because that was, no, I, I'm glad you said that because that was my first thought is it, you know, we should have a country where we have, okay, let's make sure we have the facts before. But right. these, in this case specific, I a hundred percent agree with you. But um, in this case specifically, it seemed like he he hit, didn't deny the fact that he did say that. So it was a little little bit. Right. And, and he took himself out, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, not, but it should have been Biden. Yeah, been he Biden. didn't take himself out. He resigned after he was suspended. So yeah. okay, so you know, yeah, not quite the same thing. He didn't immediately quit. Um, yeah, overall, yeah, totally. I mean, we've talked about this before with with the what is he the ninth Chris. Who, uh, you know, who was accused of bad things by a, a former significant other and wound up being fired and and lost a lot of income over that, and then eventually finally came out that Chris Hardwick that everything was oh, that he was being truthful the entire time because they didn't take they weren't cautious and proceeded as they should have, but yeah, this all started like on January twentieth. So, you know, it, it did take a little bit of time for that. Big picture is they addressed the situation and handled the situation as it should be. And it's a real, I mean, he, you know, he said, I'll ruin your reputation. Okay. So most journalists would look at that and say, yeah, whatever, try buddy. And I'm sure that's what this journalist did too. I was like, yeah, okay. You know, you do realize that this is going to be another story, right? It's like an incredibly stupid thing for Ducklow to do. Oh yeah. 100%. So you know, and it, and it's not like he threatened violence against her, although in some some frame of reference is like threatening to ruin violence. your career, right, right? Exactly. In some cases, is even worse. But yeah, 
just an extremely stupid thing to do for him. The fact that he uh, contacted her, and when it was a male reporter who is actually <laughs> going to run this story to begin with, like, uh, okay, dude. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't, I mean, the, the term cancel culture is mm-hmm. is a very right-wing thing right oh you know you don't like this so you want to cancel it and it's like usually a way things have a way of canceling themselves it's not popular it's not the right thing right um and this isn't really <clears throat> part of that but but i've seen i've seen that related to this and oh it's not canceled well there's and and we should say that you know republicans to me or right-wing people are very knee-jerk reaction people so they're like, oh, this happened that I don't like. That person needs to go away. So, I mean, their cancel culture works both ways, right? Right, and, exactly. And I think liberals, and we three are that, um, we, we try to to get the facts first and then react to it because that's what human beings should do. Oh, give me the facts. And then I can make a decision based on those facts, which Republicans don't do right when people don't do. They're just, they're, they're emotional. They've become, ah. But in, in this case, it did seem like it was all the information was right there at the beginning, and and he was being a bully in 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 that situation, and it was very clear, and he should have been fired. Yeah. Um, so, on a, on another show, Rob and I talked about Gina Carano, and people crying about cancer cult, cancel culture, and it's like it's it's called responsibility oh, and accountability culture. and cancer culture, guys. And she was a cancer. She was a cancer to the exactly. Yeah. So funny how it wasn't cancer. Wow, hear me again. It wasn't cancel culture for a certain quarterback who used to play for the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick. That wasn't cancel culture, according to the right wing people. So, you know, again, they constantly want to have it both ways. It's like, well, if it's something I don't agree with, you know, they're terrible. They should pay for what they said or what they believe. But if it's something I agree with, it's cancel culture. You know, you're not you're not allowing free speech. It's like, hmm. How I, I, again? Critical thinking skills completely absent. If if one is cancel culture, so is the other one. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you, uh, Colin Kaepernick should he should still be playing. If he wanted to play football, he should still be playing. He's not going to ever play again because now he's no. what, five years removed. Right. And that's just long term. He played on a two and 14 49ers team and he had 16 touchdown passes and four interceptions. Yeah. Any other if white quarterback had done the same thing. He's on a team. I don't care if he's a backup or a starter or whatever. No, he's a starter on half. He's a starter on half. He, he could still be. he yes. could still be a starter on probably seven or eight teams. Man, I, I think the Seahawks should sign him as a backup. I mean, he he may not he may not well, be like I don't want to be a backup. But right now, be wouldn't be a bad idea. But, oh, but and like he said, it's been so many years at this point. Yeah, his career unfortunately is over. But for for kneeling for what he believed in, at, at, and he was recommended to do that by a Green Beret. Yes, People Boyer. seem to forget that part. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's to me, it's not. It's about football, and I don't care about his politics. I. Yes, I agree with Colin Kaepernick's politics. Do, does he go a little bit too far, like wearing the pig socks? I mean, yeah, that's just more for show. Probably yeah. he shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, he's got the talent to be an NFL quarterback. But the reason he's not an NFL quarterback is because he chose to take a political view. 
and yeah. he's black. Yep. If he was white and had that political view, I don't even know if we'd hear that much about it. If only all he had done was storm the Capitol and threaten to murder no, Nancy Pelosi. He would have been shot on the spot because he's black. Yeah, quite true. So uh, COVID-19, we've got some good news. Uh, it seems like uh, people, more people are getting shots. We definitely do not have the rollout into states like we should have. And this is not a Biden thing. This is a federal government thing, starting with Trump. We should have already had a whole bunch more vaccines available to people. And Biden is trying to do that. Uh, and we're still having some issues with that. I think Biden's doing a better job, much better job than Trump ever did. But at the same time, we do have some good COVID-19 news, which is we do have fewer cases. It'll be interesting to see if Super Bowl parties kind of affect that. But more people are getting the vaccine and we have fewer cases. So hopefully by, you know, this time five years from now, uh, we'll be in a, a better position. But what are you guys, you guys think we've turned, made that corner and, and things are going to start improving, not immediately, but down the road two years from now, we'll be okay. I don't think we've, I, I think we can see the, the, the turn. I don't think we've gotten to it yet because I think a lot of people are going to hear that, oh, it's getting better. It's getting better. I can go to Walmart without my mask. I right. thought the same exact thing several I think times. Thing's gonna and, and, you know, that's, that's I think going to happen. And, you know, that's just going to, it's going to start it back up again and people are going to get confused. But you said that we could go out. No, we fucking didn't. We said, <laughs> right. go get vaccinated. We've, we've got and one then more. we'll wave. let you know. But yeah, we're not there yet. So. We, we, the director of the CDC was on with Chuck this morning. Uh, we're still, I have a hundred thousand cases a day. Uh, yeah, it is getting, it is tapering off, but it's just going to, it's going to pop up again as it has. Uh, we're going to have another wave. I'm sure. Uh, we do have what 50 million people have been vaccinated at this point. So we're getting there. First shots, right? Not first, first shots, and right? Shots. And, and here's one thing people are thinking that, Oh, this will keep me from, it does not keep you from getting COVID. That is not what it's designed to do. It's designed to, if you do get it, it's going to much, it's going to mitigate the effects. So it's going to have a much. Can I interrupt you for a case? Second, Please do. I, th I think, yeah, you're hundred percent correct. I think what a lot of people are missing is yes, just because I am vaccinated doesn't mean you're also not a carrier. Exactly. So a lot of people are missing that as well. Exactly. I saw a headline yesterday said four people, I think it was Washington state, four people who got their second dose of the vaccine came down with COVID. It's like, and why is this a fucking headline? No shit. Of course, some people got the damn, it, that's not what it's for. And now four people who got their second dose died from it. That would be a headline, but it's not a hundred percent. So it still shouldn't be a headline. To me, this is like, and it's not intentional, but this is like a scare tactic is like people are going to see that as like, what am I going to get the vaccine for? I can still get it. Yeah, you can still get it. Dumbass. Do some fucking research. It's designed to keep you from dying if you get it. And like you just said, yes, you can still get it. You can still spread it. Uh, this is, uh, that's one thing I'm afraid of. And I think why we're going to hit another wave, like you said, Rob, is People are going to think, oh, you know, we're, we're home free. It's like, no, we're never home free from this. I'm not saying things won't get better. Things will be back open. But we're at a point where we're going to have a COVID season, just like we have a flu season. 
I mean, most of the epidemiologists, easy for me to say, <clears throat> are projecting that as the strain is continuing to evolve, it's going to become probably more virulent, more infectious, but less deadly, less lethal, just because of the fact that the varieties that are killing people off are killing people off. And, and killing the virus off. And killing the virus off. So the one that will survive will be like a cold virus. That same family, by the way, that we haven't eradicated yet. But how sick do we get with a cold? Sometimes we get pretty sick, but overall, well, you get a cold, you feel like crap for a while, and that's it. And that's probably what this will evolve into. And that's not me saying that. This is a lot of specialists in the field that they can see this mutating into something where it's out there all the time, but it becomes much less lethal. And it winds up being kind of like the flu, which, by the way, kills 20,000, maybe 50,000 people a year. So it's not like no big deal. But right now, this is not just another flu. We've never had a flu season where you have almost half a million people dead and still counting. Eventually, yeah, it'll probably get to that point where, yeah, some people die. And it sucks. It sucks for their family, but it's not going to be a pandemic. But yeah, we're, we're, we're a couple of years away from that, probably, unfortunately. And yeah. hopefully people will continue to think about others and wear a mask or a face shield or just stay the hell away from big crowds. It's, it's not that <laughs> no, hard. It's all about me, me, me. Yep. So that's still don't know how many people I go when I go to the store, how, how many people do not have masks on. Story clearly has a, a sign on their door like Kroger. Uh, you, so masks required. It's not really. It's not really. What are they going to do? Kick you out? They want your money. So. so so weird. I mean, and literally, what can they do? They can ask you to leave, but they can't make you leave. I mean, especially in Tennessee, where there's no mask mandate at all. Yeah, I mean, here I have. It's been months since I've seen someone without a mask in a store. Not that I go into stores very often at all, but literally well, been months. Yesterday, I went to a uh, went to a store, and maybe half. We're wearing a mask. Jesus. Well, and, and that's why it's going to. I was like, bump up again. I'm going to. I, I need this. I need this. I need this. I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. I am not going to wander around. I'm not going to casually shop. I'm not going to, you know, look at end caps on aisles and go, ooh, <laughs> that is a good buy. No, I need this, this, <laughs> yeah. this. Gotta go buy. Yeah. The CDC's put out a recommendation to double mask now because that can be up to 90% effective and people are going out without masks at all. It's like, yeah, yeah I've yeah. got a N95 Geniuses. mask from, from work and I've got several of them that I always wear when I go out. And I mean, I'm fortunate to have those masks and uh, they probably should have gone to medical professionals instead of uh, insurance professionals, but my company well, chose to do that. Well, good for your company. I mean, it, and you can actually buy them now. I mean, they're That's available. very progressive of them. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, uh, couldn't be helped. Speaking of a uh, gotta go with the flow, an institution that should be progressive, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is not because oh, jeez, <laughs> because they they it's just American centric. Uh, if this thing were based in London, England, we'd probably have a, a much better hall of fame but anyway the the rock and roll hall of fame's uh nominations for 2021 
are Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, The Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, uh, Carol King, how she, I mean, how she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, actually. Fela Kuti, who I, I've, I listened to a long time ago. He's an African artist. Um, and uh, LL Cool J, the New York Dolls. Again, how are they not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? If they're influencers right. at all. Um, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dionne Warwick. So this this year's list to me is uh, is not it doesn't I mean there are several bands that I I, I love Rage Against the Machine, They're Iron Maiden I'm not a, a huge fan but they should probably be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Devo should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh, as influencers yeah. yeah um Tina Turner uh, Carol King um Kay Bush um but you know some of these well, I feel like. I think Rob and I talked about this off off script this week, but so many of these people are not, they're not rock and roll they're not people. Rock and roll. No. I mean, there's a, there's a thing. If That's you're, different. if it's the rock and roll hall of fame, there should be rock and roll people in it. It's not like yeah. if there's a rap hall of fame, Oh, Judas priest should be put in. Judas priest <laughs> isn't rap. Yeah. You know, just like Jay and Jay Z is not rock and roll. They, they need I mean, to ch- change the name to the popular music hall of fame. That, w- that would make more sense. I mean, and then Jay Z may be yeah. a great performer. I'm not that familiar with him and he may be worthy of being in a hall of fame. Absolutely. But just because he's worthy doesn't mean you should put him in, let's say the NHL hall of fame because he's a hall of famer and worthy. He needs to be in the NHL hall of fame. Yeah. Totally. Michael totally Jordan is. shouldn't be in the Model Caller Hall of Fame. Bill Clinton shouldn't be in the Women in Aviation International Pioneer Hall of Fame. Is that uh, Dennis Leary? Yes, he's <laughs> he's a new nominee for the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. No, he fucking isn't because Dennis he's not Leary? fucking Pro Rodeo. Pretty sure Bill Clinton made some women fly. So yeah, he should totally be in there. Oh, uh, okay, fine. Yeah, you must match. I got wet. I did find out that there's not a rap hall of fame, but there is an R and B hall of fame. And I like this, uh, that it travels. It actually, you know, it, every so often it'll come to you. I know you guys are off on a thing. That's fine. Are you talking, are you talking about Michael Jordan again, traveling? No, the, the no, R and B hall of fame actually will a great travel. Point. It will come see you eventually. I love that idea. Unlike the WWE hall of fame, which only exists in Vince McMahon's mind. <laughs> Is this a, is this there is there a website you can go to see where it's going to be? Because you mentioned this this week and I thought that's a fantastic idea. Uh, there probably is, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Give me a moment. Should be in Memphis. Should be in. I mean, it should be everywhere, but that's very interesting. And can you look at it virtually as well? That would make sense. Um, I am not finding a, a simple Google search. It hasn't shown anything. Shit. <laughs> Um, black people not allowed. There are, by the way, there are dozens and dozens of brands of N95 masks available on Amazon for almost as low as a buck a piece. Usually more like about two. So, anyway, I would. It's go... interesting. They're looking at a new uh, permanent home for it in Augusta, Georgia. There you go. Oh, oh that's. That's why they keep traveling because they get evicted. That uh, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> That'd be a cool thing to to go see, but uh, hopefully, 
in a mask, six feet yeah, away from wear, everybody else. If you go, wear a mask. Yeah, the anywhere, awesome thing would be if it was on the Masters golf course. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to play through it. I think that would be spectacular. Then I might actually lovely. watch golf. That would be lovely. Once. No black people, no white women. Except for that museum over there. It's actually... um. So. <laughs> play around that so are there um yeah. let's, 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 uh, mary j blige we'll just say this real fast rock and roll hall of fame yes no no Kate, yeah. well as it's as it's composed now yes should she really be in a rock and roll hall of fame no but i mean considering that's really just the popular music hall of fame yeah of course kate bush <laughs> she's, i mean she's She's alternative yeah. when alternative wasn't alternative. Yeah, yeah. Because and again, because the way it's constructed, totally. Devo. Now that regardless of how it's constructed, hell yes, Devo should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is Kraftwerk in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because they should be. I want to say they are. Don't know, but they should be. Now, how Devo isn't hasn't been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for like ten years already is beyond me. <laughs> Seriously, that was a weird thing. You have to be have 25 years since your first album came out to okay. be nominated. So and Devo, who had their first album come out in 1974, was not a first time nominee until like 2016. Yeah, I didn't I understand that either. I was going to say they performed for Lincoln's inauguration, so I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Yeah, the Whippet thing, Todd? No, that's just not. Oh, that's that's what kept them out. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Clinton's theme song. So 57% of the uh, 57 senators said no to Devo because of the Whippet thing during the 1800s. Yeah, apparently the <laughs> work is not in. Bizarre. Well, <laughs> I, have, I have no... Oh, more it's stuff. got music. Stop. Um, music. And, and Golden Globes. This is, this is another thing that came out this week as far as their list of nominees. The Golden Globes are weird because they're like foreign press, right? So yes. they, and they break everything down and to probably logical groups, but not groups that thousands of Right. So their, their best motion picture for drama is the father mink, uh, nomad land, promising young woman, uh, and the trial of the Chicago seven, which is interesting. And then, uh, which, which is good. And it's hard to believe it came out last year because it seems like yeah. it's been such a long year. And then for, ago. And then they have a separate category for motion picture, musical, or comedy, which is the Borat subsequent movie film, Hamilton. Borat actually got several nominations. Uh, Hamilton. Which, again, seems like it's a thousand years ago. Yeah. Palm Springs and The Prom. Um, So, I mean, we can go into all these categories. But uh, are you you guys going to watch the Golden Globes? I guess they're all virtual anyway. Do you care about the Golden Globes? Do you feel like it's important at all or is it just like hey bill by the way bill murray is nominated for on the rocks didn't even i've never heard of on the rocks i i haven't watched uh i haven't watched the golden globes in quite a few years and yeah it's important i missed one of the major awards for hollywood um but again i don't really care that much i mean the only reason i watch the oscars is for the acceptance speeches basically and for the rare possibility that they announce the wrong film that's always fun <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean i'll read about it and see who won but part of the problem with part of the problem with all the award 
shows is they're he- so heavily skewed to films that came out late in the season. And this year, it's a really weird season because like there's no theaters open near me. A lot of, half the movies that are nominated aren't even available yet. Like I'm right. really want to see No Man Land. I was like, uh, next month I believe is when it's finally available for streaming. Like, okay, that's great. <laughs> Thanks for me. And, and why are that's one thing is completely aside from the awards, but why are we having to wait three months for something to be released on streaming in so many cases after right. theatrical release when it hits seven screens? I mean, <laughs> times are a little different, guys. I mean, Jesus. Let, let's kind of speed this up. So Golden Globes, I'm not going to watch it. Um, I'll watch the highlights because there inevitably will be some interesting speeches, funny heartwarming, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not going to wade through 17 hours of Ricky Gervais to get to those. So yeah, I might, I just, cause I liked your race, but the, the show comes on, on uh, the 28th, February 28th from eight to 11 Eastern time on NBC. I think they normally cut that off at like two hours though. So that, about three hours seems long because the golden globes for one awards show actually seems to try to keep it pretty tight. Yeah they do but it's like so many categories like you said it's like it's eventually we're going to get to the horror comedy set in the 1860s nominated are it's like come on dude that sounds pretty interesting actually uh yeah so uh we'll finish this up with uh the australian open is still happening um and good for them they're doing a whole lot of stuff to keep everybody safe a lot of rules in place if people are worried about all these international tennis players showing up in Australia. They basically were quarantined for a long time. So they're, they're doing it the right way. But as far as uh, uh, the, the draws so far, uh, Novak Djokovic, it's interesting because I don't think any of the top players have gone through without dropping a set. I think everybody has kind of struggled a bit. Um, well, you know, relatively struggled. Nadal's still in it. Uh, Djokovic is still in it. He won today. Beat uh, Bilos Rayonic from from Canada. Bilos. Um, but it, I, Djokovic, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track, but Djokovic dropped several sets. It's not like he's breezing through this thing. Um, that is weird. Weird for yeah. him. Zverev from uh, Germany. He's he moved on. Uh, Dominic Thiem, who's I think one of the big up and comers in the tennis term, because at, at some point the ATP's got to move on from. From in no longer the big four because we don't have big four, we have two, I guess, yeah. right? Nadal and Djokovic, right? Um, at some point, you got to have some some young people and themes. One of them, but he, he got beat six, four, six, Ooh. four, six. Love, he didn't Ooh. win a, a game in the last set. That's, that's rough. Silly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, eh, it'll be interesting. Uh, Djokovic, it's funny because people forget, I think, that this is really Djokovic's tournament, right. He's basically the Rafael yeah. Nadal of the Australian Open. Um, but as far as the women's side, Serena Williams still hanging in there. She's, what, 87 years old, it feels like? I believe like so, yeah. yeah. But she's she's moved on. She is now in the quarterfinals, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong about that. But she has, yep, she's in the quarterfinals. She plays Simone Halep. It's going to be a tough matchup. But. I, I'm glad you mentioned Miss Serena because all the talk about after the superb owl game, and oh, Tom Brady's the greatest ever. And it's like, yeah, he might be the greatest quarterback ever. And that's debatable. But football, definitely team sport. And someone mentioned is like, oh, greatest athlete ever. Have you ever heard of Serena Williams? Like, hmm, here's a sport where it's all on you. 
and her records absolutely obliterate anyone in a team sport. And you could also kind of flip that argument and say, well, if football was a one-on-one sport, maybe Tom Brady would be even more successful. And maybe he would be. But you get tackled a lot more, which would be illegal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd have to penalize everybody. <laughs> exactly. He's not uh, the reason that a lot of his teams won the Super Bowl during oh, no. the Super Bowl. I, yeah. I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I, I actually, I'm not a Tom Brady fan at all, but I actually was at least appreciative of the fact that he played well. Yeah, he uh, played very week. well. He played very well in the Super Bowl game. True. I'm glad you mentioned the the, the uh, precautions they're taking in the Australia Open because I've seen some stuff on social media, not from Donald Trump though, some stuff on social media talking about how it's like, how can they have an event? It's like in the middle of COVID. It's like, uh, for one thing, Australia is one of those countries that knew what the hell to do. Uh, their peak, from what I can see, was in August. Their seven-day average was 552 new cases a day. That was their peak. Uh, since September, they've been averaging maybe 20 cases a day. Uh, yesterday they had six new cases. The day before they had seven new cases. We're at a hundred thousand new cases a day and we're trending downward in the United States. So that's how they can have an event. Because like you said, they're still taking precautions. That's why they're having six or seven yeah, new cases a day. they've been precautions for almost two months to get ready for this tournament. Yeah, and and so, the entire country has been doing what you should yeah, but do. There's only three people who live in Australia in a pandemic. Yeah, well, you know, and then it does have a smaller population, but the areas that are populated are pretty dense because they're all on the coast. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's you how going to Melbourne this weekend. Well, everybody's going to. That's where we all live. <laughs> yeah, really. Six of us live in Sydney. The rest live in Melbourne. Right. That uh, opera yeah. house is pretty popular when Melbourne empties out. <laughs> That's why that's why they can do it, because they are actually handling things the way you should handle things. They hardly have any cases of COVID and they're still taking precautions. And that's why they hardly have any cases of COVID. Yep. Yeah. When and when people when tennis players started arriving in Australia and showed any sign, they were quarantined for I mean, they were quarantined. That wasn't like, oh, take a couple of days off and not practice. Like, no, you cannot have any interaction. So they've 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 done it the right way. So, but uh, moving on, well, and this was some, some, some news that's not happy or positive. The Jacksonville Jaguars and embattled strength coach Chris Doyle parted ways Friday, according to the Guardian, a few hours after a respected diversity group blasted the team and called their recent hiring simply unacceptable because he, he's been accused of racial bias for, for lots of times over his career, 20-year career. Um, my problem isn't with Chris Doyle, who's a horrible human being, because he's a horrible human being. It's another horrible human being who, who's in charge <laughs> of the team, Urban Meyer. Because Urban Meyer has pretended to be have heart issues with two different teams. Oh, I need to retire. You're a fucking asshole. The reason you're retiring is because you want to think you want to move on to something else. You're tired of you're burnt out on whatever you're doing at Florida or mm-hmm. Ohio State where you got chased off because you're a fucking asshole and you oversaw a culture that was not Joe Pertuna Pertuna Pertona. Seriously? <laughs> Help me out here. Paterno. It wasn't Penn State, thank you. It wasn't Penn State. But it wasn't that far off. Yeah. And and I know I've got I've got friends who followed who interact, report, follow University of Washington which had nothing to do 
with what Meyer did at Ohio State. But when Chris Peterson was the coach at Washington, Peterson's whole thing was he hated college football. And I think Todd and I have talked about this before, but he hated college football. He was a good, he's a great coach, but he hated it because of all the shit that went on with it and all the backstabbing and all the, just the fact that, oh, you could pretend to be a good person and pretend to do this, but if, if you weren't really doing the right thing and the culture of college football is as long as you win the football games, right? That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And Peterson, one reason Peterson quit is because after that Ohio State thing, it directly led to him being like, he would never say this because he's not the kind of guy. But he, he, if he, if I were speaking for him, he'd be like, "Fuck this shit. It's just done, right?" Because it's like we are. It's a horrible culture. It shouldn't be run this way. It's run by people who are not good people, and it's biased towards those people who are not good people. Wow. So Meyer was kicked out of Ohio State, reluctantly. So right, probably by Ohio State people who wanted to keep winning football games. But the 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 amount of evidence that had stacked up against him or the the football program at the time was so much that it was like there's no way of getting out of this. So Meyer quit or was like or whatever. But now he stumbled into he's like Lane Kiffin. He fall he falls up. He doesn't fall down. Yeah. So he's fallen up into his NFL head coach, and he's a horrible human being. He is a terrible person. He will lie. He will do whatever it is. That makes him look better. And the same thing is going to happen with the Jaguars, where he's eventually going to fail because he's going to probably get a good, really good quarterback, but the team's going to suck because he doesn't have control over the whole program and there's a salary cap. He's going to fail. But him hiring this, <laughs> this asshole, Chris Doyle, right. says a whole lot more about Urban Meyer than Chris Doyle to me. Oh, but, but Lee, he vetted. They thoroughly vetted him. Yeah, so they, apparently he you didn't. like how he threw the GM and the owner under the bus, by the yeah. way? Yeah. Urban Urban Meyer, his his version of thoroughly vetting is like, oh, I know the guy. That was his vetting because he's known the guy. It's part of the old boy network. It's like all he had to do was a Google search, and he would have known not to hire him. Or the fact that he knew him and still hired him, he knew what he was getting. Uh, yeah, he magically had heart trouble the day, the very day that his quarterback graduated in Florida. That's when he had heart trouble the first time. So yeah, he is completely full of shit. And I agree with you. Doyle's not the issue. It's urban Meyer. Doyle should have never been hired. He should have been fired from Iowa years before he was fired. And and why anybody would hire this guy. And again, I think they should have been, he should have been thoroughly vented in that they had (laughs) little, you know, take pieces off so he can, so he can breathe better. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Again, not it's accountability it's not cancel culture hey look i said it correctly this time you know you have to and not saying the guy doesn't deserve to work somewhere but like probably shouldn't be in a high profile area and shouldn't be where you're able to spread your horrific views i mean i've quit a job over a racist asshole boss so uh I don't know where the guy should work. Um, I don't know. Maybe in 1937, Germany would be a good place for you to work. But <laughs> yeah, the problem is Urban Meyer hiring this asshole. Well, because because I'm sure privately he's he's bitter about it and complaining about cancel culture and yeah. First Amendment rights. 
Like, which is exactly what the owner would not do because right, Sadkan he he owns a, a Premier League soccer team. Um, but this is just one paragraph from the Guardian. Khan, the NFL's lone minority owner, who has been the victim of racism, has an impeccable track record in regards to gender and racial diversity. He stood arm in arm with his players in London after U.S. President Donald Trump ripped national anthem protesters, and he wrote an op-ed piece urging change in the wake of George Floyd. George, seriously, I can't speak English. Say, so yeah, I apologize. George. Floyd's death while in police custody because you know what happened here as the own, just like I, you know, if I'd hired Todd and Todd said, you know what, Rob and Rob is not this kind of person, but if Rob were the Chris Doyle person, I'd be like, okay, Todd. Yeah, I trust you. Yeah. Bring him on. Con is, he's got other stuff going on. He's not going to be like, well, let me look at Chris Doyle. I'm going to trust the coach. Right. So the coach is the problem, not the owner or the general manager, because the general manager should be the same thing. You got to trust who you hire. And if a guy says, I've known this guy for 20 years, he's going to be a good strength coach. Then why would you not trust him? Because then that looks weird if you don't trust your head coach. So they're not looking that close into it. So for Urban Meyer to, to throw the owner and the general manager under the bus, again, reflects poorly uh, for Urban Meyer, for me, because it's like you're just throwing people under the bus and you know what really happened. You're a fucking asshole. Yep. 100%. Correct. Uh, that's, 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 that's just how he operates. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a, Rob's telling me. Uh, next week we have Urban Meyer on the show. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to, ooh, let's get Urban Meyer on here. and ooh, Urban Meyer is a wiener. Um, explain yeah. yourself, asshole. That's, right. that's what it would be. So anyway, uh, that's our show. You guys have any <laughs> final thoughts? Um, I've decided that conservatives realize that they want everything to stay just the way they uh, they. they I'm going to start that. I'm over. sorry, I've, I've rubbed off on you. I, I apologize. Oh, Whatever my Joe Paterno, I can't say. But uh, that's that's conservatives want things to say just the way they are, which sounds an awful lot like they want a stagnation. I came up with that this week and I'm going to put it somewhere. Damn it. So there it is. (laughs) I like it. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's it. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. When? When you'll hear Ted say. Absolutely nothing. He's not fucking here. That's. (laughs) That is not available. We got to get that audio.